Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. Welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, mediocre and... My, my, cookies <laughs> of films of film what? history. I really had nothing. Musical. Well, uh-huh. we've done musical. Musical documentary. Musical documentary. I'm <laughs> Jimmy Perry. I'm Kat Sandra. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Love Parades. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason for that, I was it was dictated that we had to do a specifically cats yeah. theme is um Katie has her own yeah. cat friendly. Look, we'll, we'll be introduced to the full cast of our feature presentation. So we're not even gonna on. explain why we're um, cats. I think you'll come you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. Don't you'll worry. see the title. It's called a tease for later. Also okay. my my cookies. cookies. <laughs> I bet you said that word for word. You know what? Yeah. My my candy, Ma- m- magical. Um, you know, like what is Katie? But M Malibu. Oh, she's oh, Malibu. Oh yeah, Malibu Katie. Oh, California. No, just like Malibu, oh yeah, yeah, Malibu yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. vibe. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Nice. Well, regrets. I've had a few, but um, <laughs> how we doing? Doing good. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, so those listening at home uh, may have remembered that we recently ushered in a new era of m- many more guests, and you'll be noticing that there is no guest on this episode. Uh, we did have a guest lined up for this one, but at last minute we needed to reschedule due to illness. Um, so we have not abandoned you. We will be still still be having guests on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just letting you guys know, we haven't just uh, asked you to all email in with your suggestions and then proceeded to immediately ignore you. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. What do we? Should we just jump? Because I think I'm. I, I don't know about you, you two, but I'm bursting with pop. pop yeah, so let's. Oh. The, the call, kernels are about to pop. Yeah, we feel the calling. Pop, 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 pop corner. We're bursting at the seams. Yeah. Mm, buttery goodness. Um, and we've been enjoying some buttery goodness at the cinema recently. Heard of it? Cinema. Have yeah. you heard of it? Yeah. Have you, have you been attending? Support our local cinemas. Yeah, the uh, New Zealand International Film Festival, Fano Marama, is yeah. on currently. Uh, and just about wrapped just up about at the point of recording. Uh, and yeah. yeah, we've been seeing some movies. Um, and yeah. so there's going to be quite a few that we'll rattle through, I think. In Highlights. This, this pop, mm. pop lowlights. Mm. Mm. Some of the lowlights, can we discuss them? I'll talk about some some highlights for yes. me. Um, yeah, let's do it. I really loved uh, this week we saw Blue Jean, um, yeah. which was probably my favorite of the films that I saw in this year's film festival. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a film by, I actually don't know who directed this one. Um, Georgia Oakley? Yes, that's right. Um, blue Jean, baby. Sadly, Tiny Dancer did not feature yeah. in the no. score. Oh, blue Jeans. Um, yeah. But uh, Blue Jeans did feature. Yes. In um, many forms. This is a film set in 1980s Britain in the Thatcher era. Oh. Um, in the, specifically focusing on uh, Section 28, which was a notorious law which um, forbade teaching about homosexuality or promoting homosexuality in any form in schools uh, and basically effectively banned people from being gay and teaching in schools uh, and follows mm, relevant uh, yeah, still mm. Uh, mm, sadly still relevant um, and follows yeah Jean who is a lesbian PE teacher 
um, and is trying to work out how to balance her, yeah, her life um, outside of school, um, where she's got a girlfriend who's kind of like kind of a punk sort of mm. very radical um, kind of, uh, yeah, like really open lesbian that's out, yeah. out and yeah, proud yeah. and it's kind of like everybody just fuck what everybody else Unapologetic. says. Um, and kind of lives in this incredible like <laughs> commune, like flat mm. space that's of like cool. all these other yeah. like radical lesbians, which I just loved. Um, and so that side of her life while also trying to, um, maintain the outward respectability of you know fitting in and keeping on the down low in the school environment and then what happens when uh, a new girl joins the netball team that she coaches um, who is herself queer or um yeah, yeah. Be- becomes revealed to be as the pl- as the movie goes on mm. um yeah and I thought it was just so beautiful it was like just both physically beautiful like it's some production mm. design the costume design is incredible in this film it's like yeah. so good yeah. um and like the, the main character beautiful woman she is very beautiful but also just Rosie like McEwen. such a like oh the sort of subtlety of the the different like performances throughout and mm. the kind of nuance of how to try to be this you know being thrust in this mentor position um mm. without having the kind of capability to to take that role on and you know the the various kind of mistakes and um kind of hurtful things that she ends up doing mm. as a result of being you know fearful for her own position and mm. this really tenuous position in society that was really complicated and really interesting um and yeah i think it it does end on sort of a really hopeful note which is really yeah. beautiful as well it's also a queer story that we haven't seen much of yeah. before, yeah. which is really cool yeah I really liked that it was not about her sort of coming out and like realization of her own sexuality mm. and more about like, yeah, surviving in this homophobic world and how to be that. Yeah. that I think that sort of idea of queer eldership is yeah, so exactly. interesting in yeah. queer community. Um, and you know, like what that would mean for that young girl. Um, but also how she, she's not able to be that person, I think is what mm. she says at one point. Um, yeah, it was just so complicated and interesting and just like fantastic performances mm. all around. Really loved it. And the evocation of the period is really strong as well. Mm. Like it feels very grounded in it yeah. without being too noticeable. Yeah. Honestly, um, the thing I noticed about Blue Jean though, the shortest gym scenes in the oh, yeah. of cinema. It was yeah. very funny that every time they showed them doing class, it would take about 30 seconds and then they'd be like, well, class is over, girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yeah, great great showing that netball girls are really mean (laughs) (laughs) the meanest girls it's vicious and i guess if you're hearing this hearing teacher and it's about relationships and stuff like there's nothing around like sleeping with students or anything like that don't be concerned if it's not one of those like unfortunate stories which has been told a lot in cinema or anything like that speaking Speaking of of sleeping with students not even not technically i know but based Um, on the real life story of one we saw yesterday was may december um the new todd haynes film definitely taking a lot of inspiration from that um Yep. I wouldn't say oh, it is. I guess technically true crime because she mm. did commit a crime. She did commit mm. a crime. Um, but yeah, it's uh, vaguely based off the Mary Kay Letourneau story, mm. but without any kind of specific nods to it. And they've changed yeah. some of the details. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you were not aware of that incident, um, it's a thirty-five-year-old high school teacher in the nineties who slept with her like twelve or thirteen-year-old mm. student. Yeah, um, and then you know and had a pregnant. family with her. Yeah, and she went they... to prison, and then they um, kind of continued on. Um, 
But yeah, I guess this is kind of a riff on that. Where yes. yeah. she's not a teacher at this point. No, yeah. uh, I don't know if she ever was a teacher. No, no, no. She's a she was yeah. his co-worker. He was at the pet store. At the pet right. store. Yeah, but the premise of this is there's an actor played by Natalie Portman who is going to be performing her in a film, and so she comes to like study the family specifically. I guess Julianne Moore's character, but also happens to kind of get to know. The husband, um, who's and now in about his thirties, thirty-nine, also just I think. The, um, thirty-six. Yeah, the different parts of of the story. Mm. Yeah, the different cogs: the lawyer, the ex-husband. Mm. Yeah, she's sort of doing. It's. I, I felt like the way that I would pitch Natalie Portman's role in the story, I was saying to James, is kind of like if you think of like the fucked up detective role in like yeah. a true crime. She's trying she to acting kind in of, that detective role. She is kind of where she's sort of our protagonist, but yeah. it's kind of we're not as interested in her necessarily as we are in the other characters around her, um, particularly yeah, Julianne Moore, the, who is just. Like, they have the stories, the secrets. And oh. <laughs> Julianne Wart Slade. Oh my god. Yeah, An incredible. insane, incredible performance. Yeah. Because it's all about, I mean, the whole of the film. And if you don't want to know any of these films, probably best to just jump ahead. Put that earlier. But like, we're not going to spoil much of it. But it's about like trying to figure out like how these people kind of tick. That's what Natalie Portman's character is doing. And it's like trying to figure out like how can I play this role. And Julianne Moore, you know, in the meta sense, is playing a role like this. And it's mm. yeah. it's really cool to see it's the her different layers it. of depth. It's it's also yeah. like fascinating because like you see them at first glance and they seem like they're functioning, they're normal. <laughs> but mm. then you, she kind of chips away at like the layers of of fucked upness, like that's <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. underneath and and getting to know these characters and yeah. how stilted and stunted and kind yeah. of yeah. In arrested development, they are. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like everybody of the three get really delicious scenes. Like yeah. oh. Charles Melton, who plays Joe, who's the yeah. the husband who yeah. was who is you know, the, the adult fame. of the boy. Yeah, um, kind yeah, of steals he's really good a lot of he's really as well. Good. Really I really good. loved his yeah. performance. Talking of arrested development, like you get the sense that he is kind of yeah, just been kind of stuck in time. The yeah. way he holds his body mm-hmm. and talks, um, and I, just, I think Natalie Portman gets. Like two incredible. She gets some really good stuff. I just love that Natalie Portman. She gets these fucked up roles, and she just (laughs) kind of like goes with it. Yeah, and I was yeah, I was thinking about like you know she's she also had like it's not quite in the same way, but like she was a child actor and got like quite a lot of focus and like a lot like sexualized very early on in her life with like Leon the professional Mm. and just general toxic culture and then also they were talking about oh, i wanted to do something else i wanted to educate myself and i was like oh natalie portman like paused her career to do university natalie um, portman so smart honestly in real oh, yeah. life <laughs> yeah and just really cool like like this and black swan like i, I love the choices that she yeah and makes. jackie as well yeah and jackie She's which so is all about because that's one of her skill sets is like impersonating and like the preciseness of an accent and then using that metaness of her character like learning to yeah. do those I, accents I, I honestly, so cool Natalie Portman has grown on me a lot like I fully like am a fan now mm. but when she first started I was like why she tries so hard in her roles but then like beginning with Black Swan where that role really was fit to her skill set oh, where it's, per- it's all about trying casting. too hard yeah. 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 yeah, and then Jackie that affected and now she's just like she's got that but also she's got the assuredness of just like fancy free and, mm. and, and being an adult and yeah I really want to see like her. Vox Lux as well oh yeah Vox Lux about a pop star yeah ooh, ooh. relevant Sequence. we'll get there soon yeah um any, Any other, other highlights, highlights for you, James? Um, let's see. I um, I have I've written them down as a list. Um, but um, what else stood out for me? We saw Monster, the Cordiator yeah, film, yeah, um, which was really beautiful. I it's think a, you liked it a little bit more than me. But. I liked it. Yeah, I think it's just the screenplay. I thought was really 
masterful in the way he kind of pieced all those mm. different threads together. James is trying to hide me from spoilers for this one because I was second to not oh, get yes. to come and see this yeah. film, so yeah. we will not go into it in as much depth yeah. as the others. Um, I guess we also showing up as well, which I think I like showing really up. Yeah, um, I like very quiet, very sort of Michelle Williams. Yeah, a film set in a yeah in an art campus in about, Washington. Yeah, mm, to yeah. sort of yeah, I guess. Rival, it's maybe the word, not maybe not exactly the word. It's a, a no. woman in her kind of. It's two artists, I guess. One yeah. who's doing a little bit better. One who's than the like other. the landlord and she's a better artist and she has a sort of seems to have a better social life yeah. and everything mm. about her. It's kind of just a, kind a, of more a, successful. a slice of life of, of people who don't we don't really get to see much of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just the day to day of making art and the distractions that come with it. And yeah. Yeah. It's just really beautiful, nice, slow, measured pace. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, other highlights for me, like La Chimera by Elie or Joaquin, mm. um, satisfied my um, archaeology kink, my Josh O'Connor kink, my Italy kink, love all of those things for me. Um, I also saw San Omer, which is last year's French submission for the Oscars, did not get nominated, about um, this woman who was accused of killing her daughter. Oh. But it's actually so fascinating and misunderstanding yeah Mm. sounds good I'm seeing um, uh, I watched The Innocents today which is an old um, Deborah Kerr um, film about Turn of the Screw which I really enjoyed Uh, and then beep beep (laughs) for my for my final watch it's going to be Late Night with the Devil which is a 1970s it's made nowadays but a 1970s evocation of like those kind of TV shows. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end mine tonight with Fallen Leaves and Aki Kurosaki. Mm. Um, did not see past lives because I'll see that at the end the of the cinema. month. And Asteroid City is out now. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah it's wild. Yeah. Um, so look out for that in future pop corners. Um, yes. But things other than that, yeah. Chris, um, do you have anything else? Ah, uh, not really. I oh, think yeah. other than that, I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley, which um, you've discussed on this. Right? Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, I found out from friend Laura Gardner. I was going to say friend of the show. I don't think she listens, but <laughs> hi, Laura, if you do. Um, <laughs> that uh, there is a mod for Stardew Valley that somebody has created, basically their own fan version, mm. where they have like added huge amounts of like characters and plot lines and additional like goods that you can fish from the sea and uh, plant types and things and you can just download that for free and just add it to your game just add it to the game yeah i've just been doing that and it's great it's like uh, they released a stardew sequel but they they didn't it's just uh, this person basically made one it's really cool the world yeah yeah i love i love yeah mods and mod culture is so interesting in games um because yeah like I, i have no idea how you would possibly go about making something like that. Ah, but it's, it's like a step above. Um, yeah. Like sh- um, ship it. What do you call it? Fanfic and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, it's ship just sort it. of shipping. Oh, shipping. Like fanfic has shipping. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. I think it's similar to fanfiction in that it's like so much effort and work goes into something yeah, that by its very nature you can't charge for mm. um, yeah. because it's a fan product. So yeah. yeah, it's like so many, so much work that people put into these things. Yeah. But yeah, and it looks seamless from what I've looked over yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, it, it's like the, the writing characters. style and the new characters fit so beautifully with the original setting. It's like, yeah. it's great. Awesome. I'll jump in with some more. Um, I have been uh, listening. I've been really enjoying Libby's audiobook function to listen to a bunch. Who's Libby? Libby. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I um, know who she is. We've mentioned her She's in the, the past. <laughs> Icon, crown, yeah. queen of library on your phone. 
Um, That's her full title. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna say you search that on Google Play. Icon, or you can't crown, find it. Queen on live on your phone. Yeah. Um, and so she has been sharing um, the Chronicles of Narnia with me, which oh. I checked out because um, Greta Gerwig's going to be doing two new adaptations soon. And Cass was like, it's so complicated, all the stuff with the heaven and this and that. And I was like, I actually dropped off on like the horse and his boy after Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. So I've been looking into the back catalogue of those. It's been really fascinating. There's some really great ones. Shout out to The Silver Chair. Um, yeah, an is, unsung classic of the series. You got Puddle Blum in there, who's like played by Tom Baker in the '80s version. Yeah. Who's like this like bizarre, sad figure who's like from the swamps. It seems like yeah, he's the Eeyore of Narnia. Yeah, mm. and there's this chair, the silver chair that like restrains this prince um, at night, where he's enchanted during the day, and then when he, when he's captured, he's like, God, let me out. Um, but they swap it so it's like no no he's enchanted he becomes this like serpent when he's in the chair and then he's like no no now this is the real me it's nice fun yeah um, fascinating yeah I've only seen The Lion the Witch yeah it's yeah. probably a mixed bag honestly maybe or mm-hmm. maybe Prince Caspian or something Prince Caspian hasn't been available to me yet um, but I have yeah Dawn Treader <laughs> Horse and His Boy which is very racist um, but quite a quite a well, fun horse racist no, the horse is all good. It's it's more <laughs> it's, it's more C.S. Lewis. <laughs> it's more like painting entire people as villains when they yeah yeah. And then the last battle is extraordinarily that one's really bad. <laughs> it's wow. horrible. Yeah, that the, basically the all about the Muslims are coming to get us. Like it's okay, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> it's like you can't follow this version of Christianity. Only Aslan, the true Aslan is the right way of doing it yikes. it's very yikes um but yeah it has been an interesting um thing to just kind of experience and kind of see where it's really strong where it, it's really um um exclusionary and uh yeah just kind of going back to those what was that written on the 50s 60s maybe 40s even right Oh, across a period of times. I think. Yeah. The 50s, 60s, and now. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of the 50s, I uh, listened to a, a more wholesome um, children's book as well um, called Charlotte's Web, which I'd never probably oh, nice. read, which I just finished today. Right, a white supremacist over here. <laughs> E.B. White. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calling beloved Stuart Little writer. Oh, wait. Um, who wrote Charlotte's Web? He, he, he did oh, yeah, Stuart Little yeah. as well. He did yeah. Stuart Little oh, as well. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Um, and I oh, listened Stuart to the audiobook White. with <laughs> Friend of the Pod, mm. Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, yes. Voices the audiobook as well as a whole cast. So she's the narrator and everybody else chips in. But mm. it's a, if you haven't read Charlotte's Web, uh, it's a really beautiful story um, about a friendship between Charlotte and Wilbur, a pig. Um, mm. Charlotte's a spider. Charlotte's a spider. Yeah. Um... And I, I knew that it got sad at the ending, but I didn't specifically know why, and now I do. And I don't. Yeah, I'll you'll find out. Check it out sometime. Check it out. Um, otherwise, I had one other thing that I wanted to oh shout out. Oh my gosh, no, this it's is a long pop this is, this is why I was like, <laughs> let's get right into it. Okay. Um, I wanted to shout out, oh, William Friedkin, um, who passed oh, away. Yeah. Um, shout, shout out. Shout out some deaths. <laughs> shout out some deaths. Um, no, but he's an incredible filmmaker um, yeah. that I really enjoyed in the past. I think we all have, right? Yeah, he's like, cool. Um, Exorcist. Yeah. French Connection. Well, like Bug, Bug and um, Killer, Killer Joe, Joe like mm. adapted two great Tracy Letts plays. Cruising. Cruising, which I've never actually seen. It'd be very... It's cool. I like and he did um, Boys in the Band, so two, like, oh, yeah. you know, slightly yeah. controversial queer texts. Mm. Um, but... So iconic. Um, 
Yeah, and he was a curmudgeonly old man. Um, oh, he did Sorcerer as well. all of them, though. That's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> From but, that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name yeah. me one that's not. Oh, that's like if the, you're going to be an old man, you better be curmudgeonly. That's yeah. part of the joy of being I like, an old man. I like John Carpenter's vibe where he just plays Dead Space. He, like, plays yeah. a bunch of video games. <laughs> and he's just like, fuck that, I'm not going to I'll do an that. interview, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Freakin is obviously a, a mm. huge um, filmmaker, and I really enjoy his work. I think he re- creates really fun... Mm. genre pieces and yeah sad to see that he passed away so i'm going to be probably trying to catch some of the other ones that i haven't seen like cruising and boys with the band one final thing sorry um annihilation um not the alex garland film but the book that it's based on by uh jeff vandermeer yeah vandermeer um i read the first book of it and it is really really cool wait is it a series yeah so there's three books in the series Mm. um and so the first book is based on it's uh, kind of the like one that Annihilation is based on. Yes, yeah. um, but the book's kind of different. And oh, Natalie, she's an Annihilation. Natalie, yeah. Um, and I really, really like the film, and I really like the book as well. They're two very different pieces, but um, yeah, it's about a, a place called Area X, um, which they don't know much about, but it is like an, uh, a zone which a lot of teams go into to try to figure out what's going on in there. Um, there's like this, like strange, like yeah perimeter uh where it seems like nature and humanity is kind of merging together um and yeah i won't get into it too much but the book is um really excellent it's written in this kind of like sparse kind of like cryptic um uh way of writing kind of kafka-esque which is just really it's a fast read as well and i'm really curious to see where it goes in two and three because it follows different Mm. figures other than the the biologist um who nearly plays but if you haven't seen the film or read the book definitely recommend both of them um because i don't know Cass, i think you'd be into annihilation as well it's yeah, uh, i haven't seen the film i have to say but i might, might read the book it's a fun vibe yeah it was okay from my recollection i don't know yeah it's like i don't know if it totally works but it there's a lot of the ideas within it i like quite fascinating mm. that's it from me okay i'll be quick um, I've been watching the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup, obviously, which we've been hosting. <gasps> what is that? Oh, oh. Shivers. Um, sh- shivers. I was trying to find a good time to take it off, so I No, fair enough. Now he's just naked. Yeah. Um, uh, so yesterday's game between France and Australia was... Oh my god, they went to penalty shootouts. Ooh. And they did 10 rounds, because... Oh, damn. Crazy. <laughs> well, Anyways, damn, Australia won. And now the semifinals is happening, and the final four teams are Australia, England, Spain, and Sweden. Oh, Japan lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Uh, in the world of pop, I have been listening to the incredible new album from Carly Rae Jepsen, mm. The Loveliest Time. Mm. And guess what? The titular role? She didn't lie. I've been having it. <laughs> <laughs> Psychedelic Switch? Oh my god. Oh, that one's great. So good. Yeah. Yeah, after last night, really, oh, it's just such a good, fun, bubbly, oh, perfect pop star. Love her. Anyways, speaking Speaking of... of... (laughs) (laughs) You too. Feature presentation. Katy Perry, part of me. 
Welcome to a podcast first, everybody. Um, I mean, this podcast, not all podcasts in general, (laughs) but a mixed bag first, um, a documentary. Yeah, we realised we have not covered one. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and Matt suggested this one for the pod, so do you want to talk to us about why you brought this one to the podcast? Um, Katy Perry part of me has been on my to watch list for a while, because um, I actually haven't watched any of these documentaries about pop stars. Like, I haven't seen Lady Gaga 5'2", I haven't seen Taylor Swift, Miss Americana, but I've heard a lot about the scene where Mm. she gets broken up with by Russell Brand and then has to go on stage and has been raved in the mm. in the in the pop head universe. Um and I it's always intrigued me because Katy Perry not my favorite pop star. Yeah, should we talk about our, each of our relationships to Katy Perry yeah. generally? When did we first hear or encounter? I definitely would have first come across Katy Perry when mm. I kissed a girl came out 2008. Um, there was a lot of discourse around I Kissed a Girl wow, at the time. 15 years. Yeah, 15 years ago. Gosh. Um, I did not participate in the discourse, I have to say. <laughs> I just enjoyed the song. Um, I didn't really particularly like the song. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. I preferred Hot and Cold of the two that Hot came out. Hot and Cold is a fun song. Um, and then her follow-up album was pretty inescapable. It was just Teenage like Dream. blasted Huge. all around. Like It was all over the radio. It was constantly so much airplay. And as comes up in this film, there were a lot of like number one singles on the album. Mm-hmm. So each of them got... So much, uh, yeah, airplay to the point of kind of being, yeah, really annoying <laughs> mm. <laughs> to an extent. Um, I think Teenage Dream is like an absolute banger, um, mm. incredible song. I don't think any of her other songs are as good. But, Excuse you me, know, Firework? Firework is not that great. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, she's, she's, like, she's good at writing like a fun little pop mm. like song that, you know, gets in people's head, but... Yeah, I think that's probably the one that I'm like, this is like an actually like, this is a fantastically musically interesting, like really fun song. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have anything against Katy Perry, but it's not somebody that I would have paid money to see. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I remember being in Borders, which was an Auckland oh, institution. Yeah. So whenever we go up to Auckland, we would go to Borders because there was a cafe with of a course. bookstore. <laughs> it was a huge event. How iconic. Yeah, and there were multiple floors, and I remember standing in the music section and listening to I Kissed a Girl playing, and I thought, oh, this is, that's pretty risque at the time. Oh. I thought, oh, oh she's a female singer talking about kissing a girl. Um, yeah, so maybe it was part of my, my queer awakening, one of the, one of the many bricks in there. Um, First brick thrown at Stonewall. Yeah, thanks, Katie. <laughs> 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 this woman. Um yeah, uh, other than that, just remember kind of hearing her all around the place as well. Um, didn't particularly think much of her. I think just like pop stars for me, similar with like Justin Bieber and stuff like that, which, or did Bieber come later? He was around about that time. A little bit later. A tiny bit later. Yeah. It's just, it kind of... Um, escaped you. It escaped me. It's a little too like was a little too in my face at the time. Like, it's very loud. Um, <laughs> Pitching James, colorful. like, dodging. <laughs> yeah. Dodging pop stars. Dodging, oh, dodging oh, like, oh. beach balls and yeah. cotton candy. Spongebob in the perfume department. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of that vibe, I think. <laughs> I was more into my dark, gritty Christopher Nolans and shit like that. Oh, Christopher Nolan, my favourite pop star, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
can you imagine this quiet British man? Um, I mean, this is we're saying this from James, who does listen to film scores in the in the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I listen to Gone Girl, Trent Reznor's Gone Girl. Oh, I love that. It was kind of like Twin Peaksy, like video yeah, game. It's a good score. It's it a good score. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. That's about my thoughts on Katy Perry. She was just around, and I was like, oh yeah. I like the music videos. I think they look. Yeah, she does dynamic. have very colorful music videos. Yeah. Um, when I first heard Katy Perry, um, so I was in high school, obviously, this is 2008. Every morning to wake myself up, I would turn on my radio to ZM. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it was just like they always played pop songs. So it, it's easy I used to, to have kind a of, radio alarm that turned on to ZM. Yeah, and it was easy to kind of like rouse yourself up from bed when mm. you're hearing like poppy kind yeah. of upbeat music. Yeah. And it was easier for me to do that. And then I heard the song, I Kissed a Girl, and I knew chemically this was going to be a hit song. Mm. <laughs> and I was right. It was like huge, mm. like in the weeks that followed. And then um, Hot and Cold came out. And then I got invested in listening to Katy Perry's album, One of the Boys, which was a bit like it was a bit more cheeky, but more stripped back. Um, featuring the controversial song "You're So Gay," <laughs> yes. and you oh. don't even like boys. Um, but it was not kind of, featured in this documentary no. for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but I actually didn't realize that I heard that was the first time I heard Katy Perry. I'd first seen Katy Perry in uh, the music video for Gym Class Heroes' um, Cupid's Chokehold. Another iconic song I know, of the where, era. Where she was... <laughs> James is like, I don't, uh, I don't know her. Don't know, sorry to this man. I don't know her. Um, she was the girlfriend in that music video because she uh. was dating Travis... Well, not Travis Scott, Travi McCoy, yeah. who is the lead singer of Cupid's Chokehold, of, of oh. um, Gym Class Heroes. Mm. Um, so that's... I didn't realize until later that's where I first saw her. Coincidentally, in her music video, um, I, of I Kissed a Girl, also featured a cameo from our trash princess of the 2010s, Kesha. Mm-hmm. Who, um, I have a bit more time for Kesha, I think. I think so as well. I think yeah. her aesthetic is also more well-defined, like yeah. kind of pixel pop, trash. And I think she's changing with the times. Yeah. yeah. And also she's, you know, iconic in creating our latest social media phenomenon, TikTok. <laughs> Um, she made it literally. <laughs> yeah, she was an, prescient. Executive producer of TikTok. Yeah, another unfortunate link with Kesha is one of the yes, producers. Yes, unfortunately, one of the executive producers of this film is the infamous Dr. Luke. Uh, so, yeah. boo. Dr. Luke is a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that is, and then obviously the rest is history with Teenage Dream, a huge album which spawned five number one singles, um, a feat not duplicated since, and only was. Um, done by Michael Jackson's Thriller. So this was Katy Perry in her imperial phase. Oh my god, I, is this a different podcast? I'm loving those like music podcasts. Yeah, tone. so, and it's funny to me, Taylor Swift is one of those, Taylor Swift, oh my god, yeah. Katy Whoa. Perry is one of those pop stars. She's still huge, everyone, she's got huge name recognition, but she hasn't really retained her grasp on the world of pop and music and fandom well i think shortly movie. after this movie yeah. released that she had another like a big yeah. flop album right she had, she had a downfall. 2012 then, is this movie just for, yeah, yeah this is 2012 yeah. so this is the height of her imperial yeah. phase yeah um whereas we still taylor swift is bigger than ever so where's um, Taylor in this? So is it like not Taylor's love story? Still I mean, in love her country era. Done. I would oh, say yes. this you know, probably lo- like, love, yeah, love story. Yeah, love story kind of era. Cool. Yeah. Era. 
And um, this is pre-lemonade though for Beyonce. Yeah, like, pre-lemonade yeah, yeah, for yeah. Beyonce. You know. This is Lady Gaga during her fame, fame monster era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and all of them kind of reinvented themselves. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of and the funny it. thing is, Katy Perry has always kind of been a little bit of a punchline in in the pop head world because. Taylor Swift obviously a very gifted songwriter, so that's always mm. been her. T- even though she hasn't been the strongest singer, which has always been like yeah. the dig on her, but mm. she would, could always rely on her songwriting. And then Lady Gaga fans, they're just like the more artistic, the more kind of like yeah. high concept, more elevated mm. than Katy Perry fans are. Just like the bubblegum kind of like. I mean, we sort of see who Katy Perry fans are yeah. in this film, right? Like mm. it tends to be kind of there's a lot of like young kids. Yeah. Like a lot of young kids. <laughs> and but, that seems to kind of be who the demographic is for Katy Perry. It's yeah, like, well, it's funny because that was... 19-year-old I, girls who are like, you made me feel seen. I don't think that's what she wanted initially. Which no, I don't think, I don't was, think so. We'll, we'll cover that. We will we'll come yeah. to that. Cover that. Before but, that, we have to talk about the plot, I yes, guess, of yeah. this documentary. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, it's going to be Matt's turn to do movie in a minute. Our first documentary one. Awesome. So just a reminder, when it really starts ticking down, that means you have... 30 seconds left. All right. So this is Movie in a Minute, starting from now. Katy Perry, Part of Me is the tour documentary of Katy Perry's album, A Teenage Dream, The Complete Confection, where it kind of details her life story from her Christian background to her rising um, from in, in Hollywood, um, going through the trenches, being passed around through different labels, but also fascinatingly her relationship with her fans, with her family, but also her then-husband, Russell Brand. Um, yeah, and then the film also, you know, intersperses different um, interviews with her, like, management team, different pop stars of the time, and also it features performances of her, like, big hits, which thematically accompany whatever section of the film is being discussed at that time. So we get a little bit of real life, Five. we got a little bit of performance, we got a little bit of video footage of her life. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. for the doco, it's, it's, uh, it's an it's easy kind of like, this is what it is, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is kind of uh, just a, a tour documentary mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think, yeah, the... The, the fact they have so much footage, mm. yeah. um, which we will discuss, and also the, the Russell Brand element of it all. Yeah. I yeah. think they're probably the things that maybe elevate this above just being a tour documentary. Yeah, because yeah. it's um, a huge tour, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's a world tour. She's going to be on the road for a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I guess the, the tension of the movie is like, she has to then go and fly to see Russell because he's not willing to come and see her. Yeah, or like that's never discussed why he's not willing to come and see her. Because yeah. he clearly comes once at least, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, he's not coming out to see her in all these places. So she's like scheduling in all these times to go and see him. When and she then, should be resting. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not resting. She's running herself really ragged. Mm. Um, and then he breaks up with her. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, we're not do spoilers because <laughs> spoilers we, on someone's real life. You know, you could yeah. put this in a movie in a minute, but you didn't. Exactly. <laughs> I know. But um, anyway, I think we did discuss. It, like earlier when I was discussing exactly, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, hold on, hold on. Before hold we get on. to the rest of it. Yes. Mm. We, we, that was the plot. We have to talk about the hot butter popcorn. 
I'm surprised she didn't come out in a popcorn costume. Yeah. That would have been good. And she would be she like would nice. handing yeah. out popcorn from her. Yeah, pop- but then, oh, legit popcorn? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Or she could have had like giant popcorns and they were making like kind of a drink yeah. like a bubble dress out and of it. And then the, the mm. butter yeah. comes out of her titties. <laughs> I feel like that's too sexual for Katie. Yeah. Well, well she, she does, does the cream well, she does titties have the, the cream. And the, oh, yeah. the she's, she's not like. She's got the spray. You know, she is still like a sexual pop star. It's, I think just, we, like, it's just that she's not. You get a sense this of the, the, thing like, is, the we, Christian roots, which I don't know if was fully covered. Yeah, Katy Perry yeah. like always feels like she's cosplaying sexuality. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. It's yeah, kind of a big. She's a very thing. beautiful woman. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but in terms of her music and her personality and songs, it always feels like there's not. It's not actually that sexy like it's like risque without being like sexy it's not risque it's tongue-in-cheek at most yeah Yeah. and it's more like inspiring like hopeful kind of yeah like the we like noted the peacock song which was (laughs) which is is... i think a great example of like this is just like someone trying to do a sexy song but it doesn't really (laughs) work Mm. like show me what you got underneath yeah peacock yeah i I like i like the um the feathers and that though. Oh yeah, no, no, it gave the number. Anyways, um, we're getting away from the topic. Yeah, our, our hot butter. Um, I think James mentioned it. Is Rihanna? Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, uh, Rihanna does show up for one Five moment seconds. just to say one sentence about how much she is a fan of Katy Perry. Uh, she's glowing, stunning. It looks beautiful. like she just walked off one of her music videos where she's all in the sand and like <laughs> looking fierce. Like she looks incredible. Sorry, yeah. um, to Katy. Um, Katy's beautiful, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's kind of yeah. Yeah, she, Katie's kind of a yeah. She's kind of a goofball and having fun. And, yeah, she's she's funny. We can talk yeah. about that. Anyway, in a while. Um, yeah, Let's... and I guess like seeing good dancers as well was sometimes. Oh yeah, you like the you like the hot dancers, eh? Well, it's just oh like my God, dancer discourse in the in in pop culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's more... I thought it was singers. Oh, no, it was dancers, yeah. Yeah, it was Lizzo's backup dancers. That's right, yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's more just, like, seeing somebody dance really confidently. It's 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 attractive. And I think in the, the converse, yes. <laughs> seeing somebody dance poorly can make someone who is <laughs> quite attractive look Yeah, look bump worse, down a couple of um, points. Which is possibly one of Katie's problems. Yeah. Um, but should we jump in with the... Are we, are we at the, the bottles now? Yes, Liz. No, no, no. Oh, we're at the teacher. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't. I never know where this happens in the the, the program. <laughs> it happens after hot butter, except for the couple of times that we forgot put it in the other way around. There is no role of the tempest. It is the titular role. No. Okay, so I do not know the song part of me. Does anybody else know the song? I know the no. song part of me. So the song part of me. So like. Oh, part of me. Yes, part, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So part of me is the first song of the deluxe album. So like. The standard album... So it's like a bonus track. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the the standard album is Teenage Dream. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, they re-release the album with, like, a couple more songs. So the first single of that um, is Part of Me. The second single is Wide Awake. And Part of Me is also another number one single. It doesn't count with a five, obviously, because that's kind of cheating. It's mm-hmm. not. Um, but, yeah, it's part of the album, Teenage Dream, The okay. Complete Conviction. Yeah, whenever I look up the movie, it shows me the thumbnail for Part of Dream, and oh, she's yeah. in, like, a military? She is. The The, the storyline of the music video is, I don't know, this girl who enlists in the military, and she's tough and, you know, 
different I, from the Katy Perry aesthetic. I enjoy okay. I enjoy narratives for music videos because they're so, so they are honestly and we'll get into a wow. music videos so is silly. like an iconic part of my childhood narrative. Well, I wasn't allowed to watch C four because it was yeah. too too sexual. Yeah, you've famously oh never God. seen like so many music well, videos. Yeah, and are you Katy Perry? Yeah, kind of. They are like you watch like um, Britney's. What's the one with the womanizer? No, no, the one that's... Oh, that. that's not a music video. It's just a performance. Just a performance. No, no, no. What's the, all right, maybe it's not. The, what's the really hot, sweaty one? Oh, A Slave for You. Slave for You. You watch that and you're just like, gosh, wow. Yeah. Like, this is crazy that they're putting this on air. At the time when I was, when I was like, banned from seeing that, it's like, I, th- I think it was just the restraint that my parents put on. That is true. I guess put on. the music videos were really sexual back then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Especially for these pop stars. Love that for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm sure Madonna has a ton of... Yeah. And so it's interesting when you see, like... Yeah, Katie's style. She goes very different. Or yeah. Kind of cosplay-y. Um, so titular the, role, though. The titular role, Katy Perry, part of me. I guess it's a good title because it tells... It's, We're like, a bit more personal. part of her. Yeah. 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 So, I don't I'm like, know. What, I'm, like... Katy Perry, Teenage Dream, Katy Perry, California Girl. Katy yeah. Perry, California like Girl, I think that's it. You know, there's a lot I, of different I, ones. Yeah, do. I don't think it's Katy Perry, California Girl, but it is like California Girl yeah. by itself. Yeah. But mm. I don't know if she is a California Girl. I feel like she gives me yeah, Texas. She's not really. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of got a Southern feel. Yeah. <laughs> Firework. No. Um, yeah, so that's... Teenage Dreamer. Oh, Teenage yeah. Dreamer. No, yeah. oh, no regrets, just love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I kissed a girl. I, which I don't know if she has. Yeah, Probably. that's kind of the vibe. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> yeah, but I think I was thinking about this. I'm like to include that in a, and obviously there's a lot of like queer coded kind of stuff. But I think it's pretty cool in terms of normalizing. I don't know. It was a very uh, much a different trendy. era, though, it was, James. Like, it was definitely very trendy. Whereas, like, well, straight girls kissing. I yeah, remember, it was absolutely the era of like you know like, uh, queer baiting, but also. Right. I remember when I went to parties at that time, girls would just make out with each other yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was hot for the boys. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. It's male gazy. <laughs> it's in fact, yeah, male yeah. gazy, yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's more true. pornification of culture, I would say. Yeah. It's okay. more sort of looking at the, you know, um, mm. the girls gone wild era. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, Sounds like it. Yeah, we just, we need different podcasts to delve into this. Yeah. Look, we so, all have our own little like, podcast that we can all solo. Okay? feminism, uh, <laughs> read yeah. female chauvinist pigs, but no, it's yeah. actually pretty outdated as well. But yeah. <laughs> and the, the thing with part of me is, I don't know if it actually plays. In, I think it is. It in was playing the over beginning, the credits. Yeah, probably. But in the like beginning. then it's yeah. The credits was wide awake. Which I guess she woke up. Uh, she was woke. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's not the most iconic song of no. hers. No, it's choose, not. I, I, I forget it every fine. single time I'm trying to say the title. Yeah. I'm like, Katy Perry, fuck, 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 fuck. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, here's your title. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Katy Perry, unplugged. No. I mean, what's the Justin Bieber one? All or Nothing? Is that a My song? My World. I think is the Justin Bieber one. He's got two two movies. I think I have no idea. I don't know. He's got well, Lady Gaga's is five foot two, which is literally just her height. That's good though. <laughs> That's good. That feels like it's, it's intriguing. Gonna, I don't know if that feels like a Lady Gaga film though. Like that feels like it's going to be about her well, attempt jo- to get on Broadway. Well, it's Joanne era, so it's Joanne's right, right. movie. It's Joanne's yeah. era. Uh, yeah, that's like showing the behind the scenes of Gaga, maybe as yeah. opposed to like I'm a freak. I'm a monster or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, monster. I don't know. Yeah. I guess the grandmother of this is Madonna's, like, hmm. whatever. 
Oh, did remember. she do a, a doco? Yeah, well, she she did like that documentary where she talks about sex. So they're all in a bed, in a mm. big bed, and her and her her like backup dancers just talk about sex a lot. Oh yeah, no, I remember hearing about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it's called. It's on the. You must remember this. Yeah, podcast. it was covered on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if part of me quite works. Let's do Teenage Dreamer. I think. Yeah. So this is a an edict. It hasn't happened before because the titular role has not needed to be changed. But officially. We are changing, we are changing Mary, the name. to Teenage Dreamer. I think it's just Teenage Dream. Teenage Dream? Yeah. Yeah, I think Teenage Dreamer, if you don't have the Katy Perry colon, but yeah. Katy Perry, Perry Teenage Dream is... Yeah. Okay. Retained. No, no, not retained. What is it? Not overruled. Um, sustained. Sustained. Okay. Uh, let's talk bottles. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I. Th- oh, yeah, you go. I think it's kind of astounding how much footage they have. Mm. Um both of you know the candid moments oh, it's backstage. It's called Madonna Truth or Dear. Oh. Both of the candid moments backstage, but also just like moments of Katie when she's eighteen, like talking into her own camera, like her filming her parents at home when she's a kid, like her home sort movies. of home movies. Like but I think it's because her, she is that era of you know yeah, her capturing age. Capturing everything. Um, even she's, yeah, she's her at there. like the office of one of the record executives by yeah. herself. Goofing around. Spinning around mm. in the chair, being silly, being yeah. hashtag lol random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, it's the sort of thing that is kind of amazing and only can happen for pop stars of this era and onwards because, like, you know, you probably wouldn't Access have all of this mu- uh, digital tech. And mm. that kind of, I don't know, I think it's something about, like, the millennial and Gen Z sort of mm. generations and gen alpha is the sense that you know that you're going to be famous and you're always day, treating yourself yeah. like yeah you know you're always already filming things for your documentary yeah. uh, <laughs> there is this kind of you know sense of like yeah i'm making things for prosperity so that just it wait go down for, like, for later the billy eilish like one mm. it's gonna or like an adele you know there's gonna be yeah it's coming up in the future well like so. you know there's these kids that start out on tiktok and stuff like that like yeah, that yeah. means they've got all of their entire Light tiktok footage. account before they got famous <laughs> like you know there's gonna be so much footage to sort of rake through um but yeah, it's something to get the start of that here which yeah. is interesting it's gonna be interesting when mm. you do make the documentaries about the people who are famous now mm. but yeah yeah it's and so when int- in the timeline it places because like you know for a lot of them like katie's Katy Perry's career isn't over, but it gets... Or like we were talking about Bob Dylan, that's biopic, but still, like, putting it out while he's still alive, it's kind yeah. of unusual. There's a very different thing to do this sort of tour documentary, which is, like, a specific moment current in your mm. life, as opposed to, like, like a, retrospective a retrospective of, yeah. Yeah. of life looking back. And it really gives you a time capsule of that time and of Absolutely. the years before mm. that as mm. well. When she was growing up, her hair was a teenager, classic scene slash emo girl. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. Like, really just flooded back the aesthetic memory memories it's um because that's that's the most i felt like i knew about Katy perry like the person around her like obsession with alanis morissette and like that kind of look i was like quite fascinated oh my god i loved her early attempts at breaking into music yeah Yeah. so we see these eras for her Mm. um she starts out like she goes up in a like very Christian household. Her parents are both ministers. And so we Touring see her, ministers. Yeah, like traveling the country preaching. Yeah. Um, and she is not allowed to watch or listen to anything that's not Any Christian. Any pop culture, really. Um, so she starts out doing gospel music. Mm-hmm. And then when she's like 17 or 18, she moves to LA 
um, yeah. discovers a Lannis Morris set and starts doing like this sort of yeah, style, like Alanis, aping of Alanis's style. Yeah, that and kind of grungy music videos of her. All of this, in her like, room. yeah, <laughs> really lo-fi, like dark eyeliner. Like she's, she does a pretty good yeah. job cosplaying. It's very Avril Lavigne, to be honest. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and it would have been the same and she's time. Getting, yes, yeah. She's getting advice from Avril Lavigne, right? Mm. Or yeah. at least they were trying to style her to be like her. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was quite fascinating because, yeah, the I guess the general structure is like we're tracing the concerts around like just do a huge amount and then yeah just jumps back and then usually there's a there's a number from the concert that kind of loosely reflects what she's going through kind of like yeah. it's near the end it's the kind of classic there's structure some sad of these, these, yeah. these biopics right but, where they do that yeah and I really I was fascinated by her family like her, her nan I guess mm. um, and her parents in terms of because they you know seem quite strongly kind of Christian and uh, she was asked to sing gospel music growing up and i wonder like how do they feel about they loosely touch on it but like stuff like i kissed a girl yeah. or like well the parents the vibe that we really give them because they seem to have physically transformed well a lot that's that's kind of what i enjoyed about it is yeah. like stuff. it was the things that were unsaid yes. but like were communicated very clearly like yeah. you really get the sense that money can buy a lot in terms yeah. of parental favor yeah. um because they look very much like the cool hip parents of a, a pop star, pop star. Mm. like they yeah. look like recording but you could see him like obviously like they still want to project that they're like very christian so he's got this like huge cross which like is very blinged bling. out yeah. blinged out cross these big chunky glasses yeah. like leather jacket yeah. i just do think some of that stuff is skimmed over because obviously there would have been a transitional period where they were maybe not sure about it mm. and i'm like yeah. that's yeah. interesting to well, me well we can talk about that in a bit yeah, yeah exactly sure. yeah. yeah um but yeah it's very funny the <laughs> what you can sort of gauge from it um we do see a lot of her sister who's like one of her people that works on tour yeah a lot and seems to be quite a sort of major support role in her life and one of my favorite scenes is her going and seeing her trying on the wedding dresses her yeah, sister Angela so after she's just had her divorce or started going through her divorce proceedings um, her sister with, is with happening to be getting married herself yeah. uh, which so, we noted looked very at least visually calling back to Rachel getting married yeah, yeah. Ka- Katy Perry's look in that scene is very so Kim Anne Coded. Hathaway yeah. <laughs> like it's did uh, they cover that? I can't remember no, no, no that's we not talked about bag. no yeah. I didn't okay so um, just turned but yeah, she's got like the beanie and the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's yeah, got yeah, the yeah. coloured kind the of yeah. hair coming um, the, yeah, um, the shorter hair. Mm. But just yeah, you can see the emotion of... of that kind of bittersweet moment. It's yeah. really kind of lovely. Those moments of humanity where she's not like on the tour; it's just her and her family. I quite enjoyed. Yeah, I. There's not much of it, but. I mean, I think the most iconic thing that this documentary is known for, you mentioned already, but I think deserves its own segment to talk about. Absolutely. I think the crown jewel. The crown jewel, the kind of climax of this film is we've sort of had these hints throughout of her relationship being under strain. Yeah. um, Of, you know, Russell's not coming out to this thing. Oh, like we can't. She always makes time for Russell. So I guess it's kind of like emphasized in the film that she has a very kind of. Um, fairy tale view of of love mm. and yeah. her relationship with Russell and like she wants to make it work. She's trying to make it work. She's she's um putting in the effort despite touring to come and see him. Yeah, wherever like he is in the world. It's when something that's like ten days on, four it's, days off, or something like that. And every yeah. all of those four day sessions, she's trying to fly back to LA to see him and then come back again. Which yeah. is I guess really we don't grueling. know what he's up to, but at least from this point of view, it seems very rude that she is having to do that on top of all her other stuff. Yeah. Well, particularly like he doesn't seem to be coming out to see her in the yeah. same way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we get to a point where we can just see her like, you know, she's 
they, they've got this footage of her just like crying, catatonic in the dressing room. I feel room. like that was the day they officially called it off. Or... Yeah. Well, she starts taking off the. Well, yeah, we see her, like, fiddling with the wedding ring, like, which is... And then they get out a special necklace out of a bag. Yeah, they've found the lost property, and they've found this necklace that he gave her on her birthday that she thought she'd lost. And they're like, look, great, we found this necklace! And she just, like, bursts into tears, and they're like, Mm. we're supposed to thought this would make you happy! (laughs) And it's in Brazil, and it's, like, the largest crowd The largest crowd on the tour, um, and she is, like... And it's high stakes, because, you know, you know her... She's going through it personally. Yeah. And they come to her very gingerly. And they're saying, and so like, you got, can cancel, you, like, you've got, you know. Well, they say you've got two options. Yeah. Which is always, yeah. that's yeah. life or death right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can cancel the show now, or you can do the best that you can. Yeah. yeah. Which, honestly, can't skip that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. And she's got her, 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 like, tears down her face, and she's lying back in the chair, and she's like, all right, let's do it. And then, like, gets her she's makeup like, artist. She's like, yeah, and then stuff. like the the the, the art makeup artist start like applying her basically while she's just like lying there like yeah. letting it be done. Yeah, um, there's still tears in her eyes. And then when she's all dressed up, yeah, she's going to. Oh, this was my favorite part. Yeah, well, we see her first like before she's like from getting filmed through the crack in the door as we see her like going off to like have these moments of tears like in her full costume. She's like, in her getting full ready costume, to go. breaking she's... down like literally yeah. minutes before the show. Yeah, it's like you can hear the crowd outside. Mm. And we've been shown the shot like the first action that she has is rising up onto the stage and yeah in, in the past she's always been like glowing and smiling well, professional right yeah, yeah. Professional. yeah and then she's just like going through it going through it trying to put on a smile mm. and then that moment just before she rises yeah. up she puts it on she puts on the smile mm. she gets the thing goes up and that the man who we sort of, for a moment it focuses on the man who's like the operator yeah. of the thing and we see him go like <laughs> and then she like, does the smile he does the smile back just like yeah you can do it katie that's what you gotta do just block it out be professional and honestly um, it was beautiful oh my god cinema. we were like we were like cinema this is cinema i was like what i shed a, a couple moment. of tears it was just like because it's so human, real it's such, also a... such a human moment and yeah. also just shows the real kind of pain and um like toll that being a pop star like you have to be so yeah. turned on for your fans, like yeah. no yeah. matter what you're going through, and it showed that so beautifully and poetically. Such a human moment for her. Yeah. Mm. And they showed moments from the concert. Yeah, and... she's singing a particularly sad song that I hadn't yeah. heard of. The but... one, the one that got away. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you can kind of because you're talking about like she's maybe not the best performer. She doesn't really act in yeah. her songs very that, much. Like, she but was she's not needing to act here, that. so it's really yeah. coming through with so a genuine it, sort of emotion. It, it was really fascinating because obviously it's a 365 day tour. Yeah. Some days you're going to be going through the motions, <laughs> but it is fascinating when it, there are those performances where the mm. performer Breaks is through. really singing yeah. the meaning of the song. And yeah, you and can we tell... see her, like, kind of, yeah, getting through the song. Vocally, she sounds still really great. She's yeah. not, like, you know, losing it on there. And then, like, all of her fans start chanting, like, we yeah. love you, Katie, in, in, in Portuguese. Portuguese. Mm. And she was about to, like, say something, then she yeah. stops and is just like, ah! <laughs> like, it's clearly, like, really She's sort so of... so overwhelmed. ...verklempt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because they're all just, you know, chanting and she's feeling the emotion and... Yeah, it's such a like, it's it's such a fantastic thing for these documentarians. I'm sure yeah. they must have just been like, I can't oh, believe I we're bet, allowed to film I, this. I bet they were like, yeah. this is the fucking this is goal. the juice. This is the goal. This is, yeah, um, this is the thing that takes us from this little promotional video that we're basically doing. Yeah, to, to like, something a bit more a, elevated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think what was most satisfying, satisfying for me was that 
you know what? I've heard about this scene、mm. all this time. It lived up to the expectations. Absolutely. It was so good. I was just like, oh, we're fuck some good fucking food. Yeah, 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 <laughs> some yeah. good fucking food. Yeah.、Uh, uh, it was good. Um, I also liked the sections where she, um, was with her fans. The Make a Wish kid. That was very that was cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, the kid was kind of like. Slightly, if not sassy, just like just like had a real energy to him. Yeah, it was real cool. Yeah, he had a whole lot of interview questions. It was very、yeah. cute. Very cute.、Yeah. Um, I also really like the kids at the start and at the end.、Um, I think that's a real secret weapon of it. Of like,、um, and these are just like video kind of. I found、entries. these really cheesy. I didn't like them at all. <laughs>、really? But yeah, sure. Oh, I think I think it's just nice to see the range of kind of kids around like. Yeah, like feeling like they had a sense of kind of belonging. Like I think how it's presented in the movie has like a weird filter kind of thing over it, which isn't the best. But hearing like I wanted to know more like what Katy Perry actually means to people,、mm-hmm. and I think shots of kids being like ah at the concerts does show something. But actually hearing from them and their experience talking meaningfully, yeah, that that worked for me. I also appreciate that there is. A certain campiness to this movie, just like、yeah. the performances being themed, trying to be themed to like、yeah. the moments of the film it, is、yeah. so funny to me. It like, feels so. <laughs> it, I mean, we've sort of said this throughout. There are so many parts of this that feel like a constructed fictional pop star. Yeah,、mm-hmm. well, and the I, songs I, I, being like thematic to the thing、yeah. feel like pop star. Never stop, never stop it. I think that's kind of what <laughs> I was trying to articulate was that this is so funny because it seems like Katy Perry is a fictional pop star from a movie,、yeah. and not a real life pop star that we're experiencing in yeah, real life. Yeah, absolutely. And because I guess, like her music tastes and sensibilities are kind of like basic, and they. The songs don't all sound the same, but they have a similar.、Like, well, the aesthetic、vibe. that she kind of like cultivates is very poppy,、yeah. um, candy-colored confection, yeah. Barbie. Yeah, and she does have ballads and stuff in there, but they're、um, even the ballads. You know, they're projecting cartoons in the background. And, oh my god! And bubbles are floating was, in the air. Was a lot.、Um, yeah, so it's it doesn't always entirely. It's kind of more of a banana, but like work in terms of in、yeah. conjunction with it. I think、um, one of the things that I yeah, I said earlier that Katy Perry is not my favorite pop star, but he, something about this movie did endear her to me.、Yeah. Seeing her in a more human light, and also、um, one of you know the comedians I follow, Joel Kim Booster, called her、um, a sketch comic, the sketch comic of pop, and I really kind of saw that. <laughs> she's such a goofy. Just, she's, she's trying to do jokes a lot.、Um, I don't think her jokes are always no, good. No, obviously not. I think they're often bad, but I feel like. It, it came across. She comes across very genuine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She's、so、just a silly girl. There doesn't seem to be any level of cynicism to no. her. Yeah,、um, no, she seems very nice. And, and in some、her. ways, yeah, that's the level of like basicness is kind of goes along with、yeah. that. But she genuinely thinks all these jokes are funny. She genuinely like you know loves she's these songs. Guileless, she's guileless. She's like, guileless. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit where she's starting her career and it's like, okay, do it like Avril Lavigne, like you're angry, and she's <laughs> like, okay, angry, and then she like mock and knock stuff over in the most like. Silly, like OTT way, yeah.、Um, which is not very angry. Yeah, she's very random XD. Yeah,、um, yeah. I mean, it is like she personifies, and of course, this is a film that came out two thousand and twelve, so this makes sense. But、yeah. you know, she personifies the two thousands aesthetic. Like,、mm. I think it really、mm. just strives home how she is like a product of the specific moment in time. Yeah, such a time capsule of a film that really brought me back with her character. 
her like nerd character that she yeah. had. Um, yeah. Where kind of like you know if you've seen Ugly Betty and you know yeah. I think does Taylor have a no she does she, she, she has a nerd one but yeah. it's not as extreme video not quite not quite yeah. as extreme no, but this yeah. is the full like braces and yeah. she, additional stuff for the calling back to like it's 80s, like a but it's that yeah. 80s nostalgia of the 2000s yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, filtered yeah. through that yeah and you said Darren Chris was the boy Darren in the Chris video. showed up and was like hey and I was like oh my gosh this is a, <laughs> oh, what a specific time. moment in time also the the montage of the pop stars talking about her was pretty funny to me because seeing them so young and like not reach their peak like where as for Katie, this was her peak. Yeah, yeah. so we get Adele. We get well, I don't Rihanna. know about Jessie J. Maybe it was her. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been her peak too. <laughs> I don't know what Jessie J is. I don't know what other songs she's. Um, price tag? Uh, bang Bang. Bang Bang, oh, yeah, I know absolutely. Bang bang. Okay. Yeah. I think those are the two that I would know. <laughs> um, cool. Are there any other bottles? That's, um, that's fun. That's a, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it yeah. moves along at a clip. Um, yeah. You know, it's enjoyable to sort I like of see. with the breakdown of the relationship, that's been kind of seeded throughout, but it's not like the main event. It seems like the tour is the main event, and you have bits mm. of Russell, bits yeah. of like, oh, well, you have to factor I, in this I stuff. I do like seeing what her concert looked like, you know, just like... It's the, the thing where it's like half a documentary, yeah. but the other yeah. half of it is kind of a tour movie, yeah. which is sort of a different, th- like, you know, like yeah. it is trying to recreate the experience of yeah. this tour. Mm. And so whenever you have a song, it's almost always like the whole song. <laughs> like, yeah. here's the song. We're just going to show yeah. the song for you. Yeah. Here's all three minutes of it. Um, as opposed to, you know, just only only snippets. I think they do snippets for some of the less of, unknown ones. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but yeah. there but are they some, quite a lot number, where they're like, there's yeah. a whole number here. Here's a whole, a whole number, number for Peacock, which is surprising. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but the, uh, the outfit, the final outfit change, I can't remember what it was, but there's one that has a bunch of outfit changes, which they're not so strong, but then there's like these cannons of confetti, and yeah. it's one where she can just flip it down, it becomes an entirely new dress. Uh, yeah. That was really fun. That was good. I would see Katy Perry in concert, just... It looks fun. Like, I wouldn't, I don't particularly, like, love mm. her, but I'm just, like, it looks like a fun time. <laughs> yeah. It depends if I'm not a very concert-going person, famously. That's the thing. I'm um, like, I'd see, I'd see Katy Perry in concert for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I don't think I would pay oh, money pay for free. I'd to see Katy Perry in yeah. concert, but, you know. Um, well, I'm going to check my phone, because I was writing stuff as we went, but um, should we, should move, we move to bananas, to the bananas, maybe? Let's go. I think there is an element of this film that just does just feel kind of like Katy Perry promotional fluff. Absolutely. And yeah. that's the part where it gets boring is when it's just kind of like, Katy, she just had this presence to her and yeah. I just knew I had to sign her. Like, you know, and it's just well, kind of this... Also made it the most parody-like sections yeah. of the film. It's like... It's the part okay. that feels like we're waiting for the, the, the punchline, you know? But like... I kind of just... Yeah. I think my biggest problem with a movie is just like, there's so many things that are there that you could dive deeper into. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole section about I kissed a girl in her Christian background. I was mm. like, Let's that's a good that. section. That's and like, like, as I was saying, there was a lot of discourse around I kissed a girl from yeah. the queer community at the time, mm. because you've got both some people being like, this is interesting. This is like normalizing queer relationships. This is cool. And then a lot of other people saying like, this is just saying that, you know, this is saying bisexuality is actually just a thing that girls are doing for male attention. Mm, like right. it's actually really biphobic. Right. As a whole, the lyrics of the song, the way it's presented, like there was a lot of discourse at the time that I recall, mm. um, and we don't get into that well, you at all. We don't get into anything that, critical about anything. You notice the only people interviewed are the people on yeah. tour, uh, yeah, on our team. and the family Absolutely. members. Well, there's is, no but, like critics of music, but it is promotional, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Um, I also just like I miss the moment where she kind of 
because her first album, um, One of the Boys, she still had that kind of like singer songwritery mm. kind of vibe with some sprinkles of like pop songs. Mm. When she made the decision to go like full tilt, yeah, I'm gonna go pop pop. Well, I think the thing that's really interesting <laughs> is that we see all of these early, like she's aping Alanis Morissette. Mm. She's got these like very like lo-fi, old-fashioned uh, music videos. She's like, literally very, just dancing in her apartment. Yeah, home. very like like early thousands aesthetic. iMovie, every um, yeah. iMovie. Yeah. And uh, but then we're saying like, oh, she felt like they were pressuring her to be all these things she didn't want to be, and so she needed to find her own voice. And I'm so like. It's very interesting that where she ends up with finding her own voice is this extremely commercial popified thing. Like, is that what her own voice is? Is that where we were going? Is that, you know? And we get footage of this British lady. Well, I don't mind if this is where she wants to be right now. But it doesn't seem like... I understand. Yeah, yeah, we don't see that journey. We don't see her saying, like, what I wanted to do was just make songs that made people happy and made people, like, you know. We hear her saying that, but we don't know, like, no, because what we hear her saying is like, I wanted to write songs that were expressing how I felt. Oh, and make people happy, I think. Like, they make yeah, people but happy like, I think we don't well, need the sense that she's writing songs for a commercial market. Like, yeah. that she's interested in writing that, like, yeah. music and tunes people can dance there, to. There was just uh, that line in her, like, early footage where she was just like, whatever happened to just writing a song that was good? You know, mm. like, yeah. um, and yeah. you mentioned that British lady who I don't know who she is, but well, she's the very, annoying thing there were like Olivia three Coleman. clips where she was just in there with her Olivia Coleman voice. We were like iconic, and then she never came back. <laughs> well, and she's trying to dictate how it should be, mm. and she's like, "Look, I've got a bunch of albums that I've written that are just sitting on my shelf. They're not doing anything." Um, and I'm like, "They don't subtitle. They only subtitle the people that they want us to yeah, remember." Because there are no the direct interviews with that lady. She's no, just in no. The because she might be critical. Yeah. yeah. I do like... It feels very Elton John, um, Rocket Man kind of vibe where it's being produced by... Yeah. Elton. It's very uh, the, the authorised documentary. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the, the nasty bits of each other. I do like, you know, like showing us the behind the scenes of the making of the pop star, but I wanted more of, of that rocky journey. Like, yeah. give, me, give me that. And also, conversely, I wanted to see that moment where she realised, yes, I Kissed a Girl was big, but that could have been her as a one-hit wonder. I want to see the moment where she got all these number one singles, where she's yeah. like, oh, shit, I'm a global pop star. Yeah. Mm. You know, because yeah. that is a shift yeah. in perspective. All they show is, like, Facebook numbers going up and Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm but, like, like, they didn't have the footage, but I wanted to hear what Katie thought at yeah. least. Yeah, or at least yeah. Heather ask that in an interview context. Yeah, ask that now, even if you don't have the footage yeah. from there. Yeah, equally, like... I know because she. I'm sure. She, sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm sure she has a story about where mm. she was, what happened, like when she heard it on the radio for the first, like something mm. about her. Experience. I think it's interestingly. I think because it is kind of a fan targeted. Mm. That you know, it's like, clearly this is targeted at Katy Perry fans. Like you know, it's yeah. not targeted at the general audience. And so maybe it's the sense of like, okay, at the point after, from the point that she's famous onwards, we don't need to tell you anything because you know all of that. Mm. Like you know yeah, that yeah. story. Yeah. We'll only tell you up to the point where she first becomes famous yeah, and I I'm like it. us as three people who are not like super super Katy Perry, mm. pa- Katy Perry fans um, don't know <laughs> we yeah. don't know that story we, we appreciate know. that equally like I would like to know like I know that Russell Brand was like very big in that time you know like he was 
a star. I'd like to know how they got together. I'd yes, like to same. know, like, you know, get him to the Greek. You know, they mentioned it very briefly. But That's like, where they met. What and, his, what, and she thought he was cute. Where his star at? Like, what does she actually find attractive about yeah, him? Yeah, Because exactly. we just, it's just like he appears sometimes. And then she's like, oh, I really wanted, I really have this dream about a loving husband who's but there for you But nothing specifically about like, him. What about him? What the connection is. Yeah, and yeah. I guess it, maybe it's legal stuff. I mean, I feel like keeping it Cody there's a possibly a good likelihood that he did not want to be interviewed for the film. Yeah. And yeah. even if he had done an interview earlier, he would have said, like, but, I don't, I'm not interested in And so maybe legally she's not allowed to weigh in too much And also about maybe him. it still hurt for her to talk about those mm. things, like, so guess, candidly. Well, I feel like we see her talking about him in yeah. quite a candid way afterwards. We see her sort of crying in the studio talking about how her relationship wasn't what she'd expected it to be etc but we don't see his side of the story or like see what like the the parts of the marriage before they break up at the beginning of the tour is like which would be more interesting if we got a little bit more of a sense of what their relationship is like before we see it implode and i'm guessing i'm kind of wanting a different style of documentary yeah it's like give me a bit more of that context where it's like this is a concert film it's ultimately yeah like Fans of Katy Perry, come and see this, buy some tickets. Yeah, and know. I mean, one and thing that we the haven't... surprise Brazil moment, which is yeah different from what you would expect. One thing that we haven't mentioned is that this was originally released in 3D, um, and oh, I think yes. that really says a lot about the intentions of this film and <laughs> yeah, like why it was commissioned with these filmmakers, like these documentarians are not here to make a documentary, no. really, about Katy Perry. What they're here to do is make a tour movie yeah. about mm. Katy Perry, and accidentally and the, in the, the process the, the teenage dream tour yeah and during that process they accidentally got some really killer footage Incredible that they footage. couldn't not use they were yeah. just like we have to put this in this is so yeah and it, and it makes katie come off well absolutely like she's oh, yeah. clearly the victim and she's also we see her professionalism and her like shining through and yeah. you know doing this performance mm. um so i see why they let they let them put that in yeah. they didn't like censor it but it's not really the intention of this film, which is kind of just yeah. to give fans who couldn't come to this tour a sense of what being going to the tour is like. And just yeah. like the Cliff Notes version of, of Katy Perry's life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'd say a big banana for me is I don't find many of the numbers particularly interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she's a good dancer. I think she, <laughs> oh. I think her singing is really strong, um, which... You know, it's not something I consciously think about, but it was like, oh no, that's a very great. And voice. like when we see sort of like some like mm. earlier footage of her like just doing acoustic sets and things like that without all the you know backing yeah. recorded vocals, you're mm. like, oh no, she's clearly got a good voice, like yeah. she can sing. But I I, I kind of really don't like the basic, um, not basic, but you know the aesthetic that she uses. I find. I just rub up against it, the cotton candy and it's the just yeah, it's candy, it's what it is. It's very yeah. easily digestible it's very but not rot. Yeah. But yeah. not filling, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's there if you want that. And it's cool seeing the crowds and how excited they are, but I just feel a fundamental disconnect between what I'm seeing on stage. And again, the live act makes for a different experience. Yeah. But like um yeah. And she kind of has this kind of, you mentioned kind of dead behind the eyes kind of thing. Yeah, so Katy Perry's stage persona, like it does not come off super well watching this. Like mm. you just get the sense that she is a singer that doesn't necessarily have that. I don't know, that ineffable stage presence that yeah. is really hard to describe. That's, but, that's yeah. funny to me eh? because I think she's probably true to like not a pop star. She's mm. probably more of that girl on the bar with a guitar. Yeah. In her essence. Yeah. Like, um, Cause she's a singer and clearly yeah. she likes to write songs. Mm. Um, And yeah. But she got so lucky with this, just like lightning in a bottle hit. Mm. Right. And then like, well, several lightning in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she, she got found the groove of, of, you know, hit producing, but I think she, she never feels totally comfortable up there on stage. Yeah. Like her dancing is pretty weak. 
Um, and she does, instead of doing the thing that you should do if your dancing is weak, which is just don't dance and let the backing dancers mm. do the dancing for you, she joins in with her backing dancers a lot, which means that it, it's really clear that she's not on the same league as them. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, she doesn't necessarily, yeah, her just her smile doesn't lose your eyes a lot. Um, mm. You get the sense that she's a little bit um, phoning it in sometimes, uh, which, yeah, it just makes me feel like uh, watching her concerts would be, you know, probably still fun. There's lots of There's so many... chaos and drama. You see, like, and... Teenage Dream and Firework, which they hold right to the very end, yeah. and those seem, like, really fun. There's so there. many set pieces in her performances. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of them bizarre. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> we have the mimes. The oh, mimes. yeah. And it's finally time to discuss Kitty Puri, who <laughs> uh, was mentioned at the beginning of this. So apparently, Megan, move away. Apparently, Katy <laughs> Perry off. has a mascot. Um, yeah. And the mascot is a giant cat, like a fur, a purple fursuit cat, yeah. like full person in a mascot costume with a little crown, uh, called Kitty Puri. Yeah. And Kitty I think Puri she also is, has a cat called Kitty Puri. Well, that's a good name for your cat, yeah. a, but mm. not a good character to bring on and your she show. She went to a cat cafe. One of the, yeah, a she's into highlight. cats. I'm like, look, so am I. Went to that too. Yeah, she was like, oh, that one has a little shirt on him. <laughs> it was just very funny. And really, delivery. those are the moments where you like it tells You're so like, much about that's you. That's who she is. That's yeah. who she is. Um, but yeah, this dancing cat person, horrifying, so scary. He turns up in the Make-A-Wish section. Yeah, it's like just standing there, just ominous, standing like there. looming over the meeting greets that Katie's doing with these child fans. Like, yeah. honestly, Google it, listener, like, bag hags. Five Nights with Charlie's, Five Nights with Freddy's oh, cannot, yes. can, doesn't hold a candle to Kitty Furry. I like whatever. how you said Five Nights with Charlie, as yeah. if it was our cat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, Kitty Furry is very scary, but also, yes, we, the mimes we haven't mentioned. She has just some dancing randomly. mimes Which in the background. Which number was that then, one? What was that? Maybe Peacock? No, no, was, no, no. It was, no. It was something no. really random. It was, that they were there was there. no connection to mimes that I could yeah. tell. Nothing. But there was a mime doing spinning, like uh, then, up, well, on the, like, pink, up on, up on the yeah. trapeze. And then they mm. did the pink thing where they were up up in the air. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was insane. And then there was some dancing gingerbread men. <laughs> that thing where you've seen those sort of dances where they've got the two poles and they've got yeah. the like puppet dancers that dance with them. Mm. Um, so. So it looks like, like five, they're dancing, but it's only yeah. one person dancing. So they had like yeah, groups of five gingerbread men. Yeah. Um, Do you think it would be better like with a concert now with Katy Perry if there's like screams and CGI? Like would that be better? So more reflect screams. her like they had screams. No, but like more reflect her the like what we can do with technology now, like her music yeah, videos. Possibly, uh, maybe. I mean, I am interested in what Katy Perry thinks about all this now, obviously, mm. because she's. Again, this is her at her peak, yeah. where her contemporaries have only gotten bigger mm. in different ways, yeah. um, whereas her trajectory after this was, you know... Pretty much downhill. Well, so her, this yeah, is her 11 next, years ago. Though. Yes, yeah. and then her next album, Prism, which, which, which had Roar, um, and other it? songs. Yeah. It was a modest success, definitely yeah. not Teenage Dream numbers, and then, um, and then she just... It, it was like a slow kind of decline. She's still making. She's head judge on American Idol, so she's making yeah. good oh, okay. bank. And where where really, I heard oh. um, Katy Perry was that Cinderella. No, the Juliet show after Juliet, where they sang Raw, and yeah. it was like that's kind of pulling in a new audience. But that's she's just one of many, I guess. Yeah, it's a mix. I mean, Firework is on uh, yeah. in Moulin Rouge. Uh, <laughs> Moulin Rouge on Broadway. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, what were you saying, sir? Oh, I was just saying, uh, there's a very good documentary I mentioned to you guys. Um, Todd in the Shadows video essayist oh, yes. um, the Shadows has, a good he has a series called uh, 
train records which is all about like records mm. that sunk particular artists careers yeah um and yeah he goes into chain to the rhythm chain to the rhythm yeah uh which is the one that she did as a follow-up to prism her, her political yes where she tried to um, get single. political which Chains. is something that Katy perry should not no. do um, especially after supporting rick caruso in the last <laughs> la election instead of karen bass um yeah, so it's it's a really interesting like look and deep dive into like what happened to her yeah. career because if you're like me, you probably were just like Katy Perry. She was famous, and now we don't see her very much. Yeah. Um. But I think yeah. I mean she's also very lucky in that she came up in the age where, um, our pop stars have a lot more longevity because of videos, because of mm. all this footage of them. Like I think comparatively in the eighties, maybe like someone like she would be someone like Paula Abdul or. Who kind of just like after their heyday they kind of just like kind of disappear a little bit mm. and then they would only be revived randomly as kind of nostalgia acts here and there mm. so and he's now just... if she's a judge on yeah, yeah she's actually, in the same like, place <laughs> yeah. yeah but now i guess well back then american idol on those shows were about the contestants but now mm. they're really about the judges instead of the contestants because mm. like know. the I voice have i haven't watched one of those in about 10 years no neither but that's the thing you <laughs> only hear about who the new judge on the voice is yeah you never hear like... about the contestants that yeah, won the voice exactly mm. well and it's just getting increasingly like bizarre acts as well like whenever a youtube clip shows up for america's got talent or whatever it's just like some guys juggling fiery chainsaws or some shit um anyway is there anything else on this? Thing? Yeah, I think I want to say, like, you mentioned about the kids saying how Katy Perry was inspirational to them. I really wanted to hear about the adults who like Katy Perry yeah, and what they found appealing this... for her. Well, there's this real sense that her fan base are yeah. these tweens, yeah. like tweens and teenagers. Mm. Um, like, most of those videos are, like, because really I'm sure, young people. I'm sure they can you know rustle up a few gay men some basic women like but they're all literally just like kids probably the oldest is like yeah 19 20 or 22 or like, something yeah because like yeah. the, the lady who was doing the violin at the start she was uh, like, but you know whatever she looked like a child <laughs> <laughs> she's a very young 22 yeah. um but yeah it, it, it kind of that part felt the most like it's that and then the interviews with the record executives and things that's felt such oh a parody to me yeah like it so felt like parody. such a thing that Which like kind it feels of, like something we would have done in destiny's cousin to yeah. be honest like the the little kids talking about how they changed how she changed their lives <laughs> like i'm mm. like it, it seems so so trite to me it, it didn't just, really yeah nothing nothing new really i don't know it's just I'm like all 13 year olds that ha- have a favorite musician and that favorite musician is the most important person in the world to mm. them. Like, I don't think that's really saying anything. <laughs> like, mm. I'm just like, yeah, you're famous. Like, I don't know. That's just, mm. yeah, that didn't really feel like it showed much of what her real impact was, if anything. It didn't really give a sense of the personality of her audience or, mm. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's why, that's what I didn't like about those. Was there anything else we had to discuss? No, I, I enjoyed that she went to Glenn Ballard's house to just, Shola, oh yeah, who produced that's Jagged how she got Little signed. Uh, she turned up at from... seventeen. She had a guitar oh, yeah. with her. She sang a song, yeah. uh, and he was like, "Love it, you're signed." Yeah, which is, you know, not like the movies, I guess. Like, or yeah. like the movies just because like the movies. yeah, just like the movies. Um, so that's what, if you're over in LA right now trying to make it big, you just have to stalk somebody and find well, the your right home address. Person. Yeah. The right person. <laughs> All right, now it's time for bag or boots. Hmm. I um I was watching this and I was like I think this is a bit for me and then as it wrapped up I don't even th- I don't even know if the Brazil stuff hit me as strong as you two like it was good it was good food um, 
but then i think it was just the final concerts at the end with like two of her like poppiest hits i was like oh yeah yeah and it's the softest bag i think i think this is like a i don't find the first half very compelling at all though do you, want to, do you want to come back to it? Should we jump in while you still decide? Yeah, I guess, yeah. All right, James is undecided. I'm going to jump in. Ooh, our first undecided. Yeah. We're breaking barriers. Yeah. The door so should many open. new things. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a biff for me. Um, I think overall, like, they had some fantastic footage they lucked into, particularly that whole sequence in Brazil. Um, I just wish it had been in the hands of somebody that was setting out to make a documentary as opposed to a tour mm-hmm. tour recording because i think like yeah as a as a concert it is a, at its heart a concert show which is just not something that you know i like a concert show where i like the musician but this is yeah, not somebody yeah. that i'm that interested to see a concert show from um and so the fact that it has this kind of really beautiful moment of humanity in there i think like it's it's amazing that we got that footage. i'm glad that that exists in a movie somewhere but i wish that the movie that surrounded it was like yeah. an actual documentary looking at this person and mm-hmm. i think it could be so much more interesting than it is is the thing like yeah. not that i do, i think katie perry is necessarily a hugely complicated or like you mm. know she's amazing, just a girl she, really. she seems kind of yeah. like a sweet basic girl yeah. who seems quite you know but I still think there is more nuance and complexity there that they could have explored in terms mm. of her life, like, you know, her coming from her background to where she is, in terms of her relationship, all of that kind of stuff. It felt like there was all this stuff left unexplored because it's just not what they were trying to make. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a real shame that, like, we got this really iconic moment of music oh cinema history, mm. but it's kind of in this pretty av, like, concert yeah. movie film. Um, also, so that, for me, is, is going to make it a biff. Do you remember the Hey Jude part of the film? Oh my god, there's a bit where like so she does end up performing a cover of Hey Jude, but it's introduced by just like some sad piano opening and we just heard the like cling clung and just lost it. Well, it's not just that. When Tokyo Japan appears, it's Yeah, we booed at that. I guess they were introducing the song Turning Japanese, which is Again, uh Boo, Boo 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 to me. That's um, what I say. Yeah. It's just weird having other songs that aren't sung by her in a Katy Perry movie. Yeah, I guess if she she is performing it, like when she did... She wasn't singing Tony in Japanese, though. But that one I was like, we've got no reason oh for this God. to be in here. Yeah. She has performed in, like, kimonos and stuff. Yeah. For, like, yeah. set pieces. Look, you know, her and Gwen Stefani. sisters, <laughs> sisters. Um, I... I think... I don't know what I expected for this film... I did think that it was going to go deeper to what Katy Perry is all about, but I guess it succeeded in that it was selling her concert and what it looked like, and it looked like a fun time for me. I guess I expected the beats, but I really wanted more out of those beats. Again, I've mentioned them in the in the banana section of, of the really contradictory things about her that I really mm. wanted to see explored. But it does clip along, and that Brazil footage, it was actually really beautiful, and I did cry. So for that reason, it's an emotional bag for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, made it not helpful for you at all. Yes. I know, and you knew this coming along, James. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think it's like, um, it's like cotton candy, and I really don't enjoy cotton candy, but I'll eat it every, like, four years. Candy floss? Yeah, whatever. Sorry, we're in America here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so for that reason, it's a very loose bag, I think. I think. I mean, right now, emotionally, I'm sitting at a biff, but I'm remembering when I was watching it, at the very end, I felt like a bag. And, you know, I think that that you'll get something from it if you watch it. So it's nice. Okay. Nice. Good to yeah. your heart. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm true to my heart right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a cotton candy bag. <laughs> a little bag of cotton candy. A little bag of cotton candy which you eat and that's disappointing. You're like, oh, fuck. All right. You feel sick after, but you, you feel felt sick, nice. But you feel you good enjoyed at, it at the, at time. the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think as I like talk about it, I'm like, oh gosh, I really wanted to know about the Christian parents and more about Russell Brand, but it's it's ultimately not that I'm never gonna get that type of movie when it's produced by yeah Katie the Perry. the tour makers or whatever. Exactly. You know? it's the, that's the an entirely producers. different movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, we were like playing around with the casting of this movie. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, Zoe Deschanel would be playing Katy Perry, Iconically. a role she was born to I, play. Honestly, obviously. Zoe Deschanel should have had a talking head in this film. <laughs> yeah. Because just, just for yeah. the sake of it, that was just one of the iconic 2010s jokes. You yeah. know, mm. Katy Perry and Zoe Deschanel are one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, her parents, honestly, pretty good matches for J.K. Simmons and Elton Jenny. Iconic, iconic, iconic parents. parent couple. Coupling. Yeah. yeah. Um, Olivia Common we've already put in there. Oh my God. We floated um, maybe Orlando Bloom, who is Katy Perry's current new current husband, or boyfriend, engaged fiance. Okay. Uh, could play Russell. And she seems. Re- I'm really happy for her that she seems to have found. Yeah. yeah. They've, seen, they've been together since 2016. Yeah. Nice. And they're both working, yeah. but, you know, I'd like to think that they, they have time for each other as well. You know, yeah. one can hope. And honestly, good on her. She got a legalist. She got a legalist. I think she moved up. I yeah. think so as well. Yeah. I think the appeal, Russell Brand, like, got overexposed. Yeah. And then also he turned out to be, like, a conspiracy theorist. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Not his, surprising. Yeah. And just, um, like, I do think he's pretty funny in some stuff, like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think he's used well in. And he weirdly showed up in, um, I was about to say Anne of Green Gables, that's not it. <laughs> Catherine called Birdie. Um, Imagine if he was in <laughs> Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> Catherine called Birdie is like this person Catherine's, uh, Birdie's supposed to marry. And he's this total fool. Oh, typecast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think he can be used well, but I think yeah. Um, he's, uh, yeah, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I annoying never, man. I yeah. never got the appeal. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but well, yeah. That's, that's it. I think that's yeah. our first documentary. Yeah, what's next? The fog of war. No. <laughs> Super size me. Yeah. Oh my god, put that on the list. Yeah, you could do some Michael Michael Moore's as well. You know, those are those are mixed, right? Maybe. Anyway, um, that's it for us. Uh, where can people find you? If you want to be found, I, you can find me on Letterboxd. Yeah, find all of us on Letterboxd. Yes. We're actually quite active. Yeah. I'm occasionally active, but then I have yeah. sporadic periods where I just don't update it for a long yeah. time. I'm yeah. James yeah. Kane 92 Yeah, but find me on James's. Yeah, you'll yeah. find us. Yeah, you'll find us. Yeah, and uh, then where can we find the pod? Well, you can find us on Mixbag Pod and Mixbag Podcast. And email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. Yeah, um, we're not really using X anymore. Um, and Instagram <laughs> and Facebook are well used but uh email is yeah a real cool fun place to find us one last thing i do want to say yes i love the song teenage dream it's such a good so song. fucking good congrats katie on that song you'll forever have a place in history and actually let's listen to that right now we die, bye everybody die. that's, that's a wrap. Wrap.